Welcome to this new episode of Digital Dialogues with Guru Rajrav and Vinayak Kadi. Before we begin with the podcast, here is a brief introduction of Guru and Vinayak. Guru Rajrav is a well-respected professional with more than two decades of experience in CXO roles in banking, financial services, and insurance companies in India. Vinayak Kadi has more than two decades of experience in leadership roles in consulting, insurance industry and also as a co-founder of a startup in EdTech space. He is the founder of TechAways Consulting. In Digital Dialogues podcast series, Guru Raj and Vinayak go beyond jargons and buzzwords in the digital world and bring to the fore the true meanings of these terms. They discuss models, methodologies, technologies, architectures, case studies and challenges and issues associated with digital initiatives, which can help you as decision maker. In this podcast episode, Guru and Vinayak continue their discussion on intelligent process automation as part of technology trends in 2023. Over to Guru and Vinayak. But RPA is certainly a, a, a new kid in the block. Uh, you know, the RPA mm-hmm. adoption, uh, in my experience in Indian context, while, you know, there are few industry leaders, okay, who have gone with, uh, you know, large number of uh, uh, transactions uh, uh, being automated by uh, RPA uh, sort of uh, systems. Uh, hmm. But still, RP adoption is is still at a uh, lower uh, you know end of the spectrum. You know, currently maybe if you if you look at overall uh, back office and human operations, then maybe two or three percent of that overall tasks are uh, you know RPA enabled. Bulk of the tasks still remain outside the pur- purview of RPA. And with the hmm. advent of uh, AI ML, uh, you know obviously. Uh, you know, the complexity of the tasks which are performed by, uh, you know, bots is going to increase and hence uh, the adoption, uh, you know, is is going to increase. How do you see, uh, you know, the growth of RPA in the next few years? Uh, See, one is that the entire adoption and growth of RPA in terms of the... um, you know, responsibility in terms of the um, focus, uh, I, I think uh, is driven by uh, the operations teams uh, themselves, okay, uh, rather than the technology team. Because uh, one is that most of the activities happen at the uh, UI layer. Uh, the processes are more critical than pure deployment. Uh, and hence, the uh, as I see it, the uh, you know the, the operations and and the benefits are also directly seen, right? And the uh, demands and the expectations from the operations teams also keeps on increasing. Uh, suddenly, they have to you know send out say hundreds and thousands of statements or some. They have to send out uh, you know they have to calculate some things. They have to handle a new product with the expectations of some changes, minor changes. Uh, so all those things come up and those are large volumes um, which 
need to be catered to and hence uh, the rpa plays a significant role in operations today uh, the important aspect of rpa is that first of all the process the underlying process the uh, you know the complete understanding of the process the documentation of the process uh, is very critical for the success of any bot i mean uh, you, you can do uh, things faster in a bot but if the process itself has got too many challenges then you're not uh, achieving the result that's required uh, i mean you, you can't just expect a, a vehicle with a powerful engine to do well on a uh, you know on a poor road right Uh, so it's necessary for organizations to have uh, very good process uh, you know documentation process understanding and then uh, deploy the bot so once you do that uh, i mean the results are also immediate the benefits are immediate there is uh, better quality better uh, you know output in terms of timeliness in terms of uh, uh you know the operational costs all all those things so uh, i do believe that yes uh, if the uh, financial organizations get their act together in terms of process um, mapping and documentation uh, certainly uh, rpa will add a lot of value and there should be a positive uh, feedback loop as well that more and more processes get automated and then you check the exception outputs and then um, you know improve the process or the uh, the bot uh, logic more processes will get uh, processed by the bots so it it is um, i mean it it has it has great potential in the next few years and uh, i also believe that this is happening because still the processes can continue to be human centric uh, when fully digitized processes are designed then uh, the integrations will be different okay uh, see one issue though i see is that you know organizations are still uh, looking at rpa as a distinct and a different tech uh, than as an integrated component of a larger bpm suite okay hmm. so when when organization look at uh, you know process automation uh mm. sweet they look at you know workflow rule engines integration tech etc uh, etc et but mm. uh, you know somehow uh, recently i saw an rfp uh, you know uh, which was completely missing on the rpa uh, element i mean of course mm. uh, the context could be different the organization may have already you know uh, 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 an rpa uh, platform in use uh, you know within the organization so it it could be possible but to the best of my knowledge you know uh, that organization did not uh, uh, do, does not have uh, rpa platform mm-hmm. uh, standardized rpa platform they may they have used uh, uh, an rpa platform to uh, sort of automate couple of uh, transactions and activities uh, so i was a bit surprised uh, that you know the rpa piece was missing uh, from this rfp so Uh, uh you know i think uh, if if organizations really have uh, you know have to uh, you know sort of have a uniform architecture uh, then mm-hmm. 
you know as part of process automation uh, technologies they need to uh, you know ensure that rp is also included as part of that and it is not uh, you know treated as a, a separate take uh, that is one that, that is one observation uh, that i have uh, many uh, you know decision makers that i talk to uh, again uh, you know i mean the new term for process automation is of course intelligent automation uh, and you know it comprises of all these uh, technologies uh, but many uh, you know decision makers uh, the business decision makers are hugely confused you know in terms of uh, again uh, what is this uh, you know new uh, animal is okay uh, because uh, you know uh, many now new players who've come uh, through the rpa route have added bpm uh, you know ai uh, sort of uh, artificial intelligence uh, capabilities to their suite and they are now trying to differentiate you know uh, uh, with respect to uh, those uh, uh, you know uh, providers who already had a uh, you know uh, very well stable bpm uh, suite so the decision makers are wondering whether you know they have if if at all they have to bring in this intelligent automation suite then do they what do they do with you know their existing platform and what happens uh, to their uh, you know uh, investments in 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 this platform so again the you know choice is from a technology perspective then uh, you know this problem is uh, whether one should look at uh, uh, this suite as independent components and you, then you take best of breed uh, you know which is available uh, which is available from multiple vendors or you go for uh, you know one single platform which has everything and probably you scrap whatever you've done and rebuild everything so what what advice would you want to give to you know such organizations uh, you know who who seem to be confused about you know going ahead with intelligent automation piece see i think uh, the good thing is that uh, technology keeps on evolving and there are always developments to be leveraged by the organizations uh, yeah, but yeah I mean, uh, that keeps us busy in the job yeah absolutely and uh, you know we keep on yeah that all aspects of the job right i mean right from evaluating whether new technologies yeah, are useful yeah. to uh, you know how do you uh, sweat the existing assets right so uh very valid uh, i would i would believe that you know every organization has to decide its own tech refresh cycle right and um, i mean uh, this is where the feedback loop comes in with regard to the operations automation uh when you when you when you do the um, rpa uh, you get a certain set of transactions going through um, you know uh, straight through and some come into the exception buckets which then need uh, you know human intervention and there are still some human uh, processes which are left in the rpa stages because of the um, you know the the limitations of the tools that have been put in so all these need to be studied for the incremental benefits for example if your tool does not do say uh, you know language uh, automation or language uh, reading Uh, then you see you know what's what's the use case for that i mean are you uh, do you require uh, you know natural language processing um, to that extent if you need it 
yeah, then please go ahead uh, and put in that tool. Uh, similarly, if uh, the uh, tool is not able to, uh, you know, study the uh, the reasons for the rules, uh, you know, with regard to processing, uh, straight through processing, uh, you know, why the exceptions are being thrown up, then um, you need to find some ML solution which can model and come up with the answers that, okay, this is the probability of uh, processing out there. So intelligent automation um, would have its use cases. It's not necessary to rip and replace completely the entire uh, bots that may have been put in place. Uh, and an incremental cost benefit analysis is what would have to be done. Um, and as I said, you know, these are financial strategies uh, that every organization would have to draw up. That uh, if, if they have taken a particular period as a payback period for uh, a particular solution, then uh, you know is the incremental benefit of from the next generation of solution uh, so good that they do not wait for this payback period. Uh, so that's that's a financial calculation to be done. Um, but yes, I mean. Uh, I would say uh, intelligent automation is uh, does add value. My only point is uh, uh, the consumers uh, beware the uh, you know uh, caveat uh, emptor uh, situation where uh, you know we should not go in purely for the terminologies or for the definitions. Yes, I mean they have their own value, but how does it apply to a particular context, a particular organization, a particular um, process a particular product uh, that has to be i mean evaluated by that organization uh, very objectively and then come to a conclusion concepts will keep coming terminologies will keep happening technologies will keep evolving and we will have uh, you know all kinds of uh, analysts and uh, uh, vendors making uh, statements but finally you know you make your own choice true I think one thing that they can do is, uh, you know, maybe look at, uh, identify a platform, okay, mm -hmm. uh, which which may have all the capabilities, uh, you know, uh, in terms of uh, PPM, uh, the uh, uh, RPA, uh, and uh, automation, and to a certain certain extent, uh, even uh, uh, analytics. Uh, I, I mean, uh, sorry, I, I think I missed a couple of technologies, but just to repeat again, uh, business process management, then um, uh, imaging the, document. Uh, no, 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 no. From a from the perspective of, uh, so I am actually including imaging and uh, you know content management as part of as a subset of BPM, or BPM. maybe they are they, they also have you know the existing. Uh, I mean, the existing vendors may have them. Uh, hmm. And not not many changes are happening. Honestly, speaking in content, essentially, what is the purpose of uh, uh, you know content management tool? Essentially, is to store the content. It it could be any digital media or, or uh, digital content, uh, and retrieve it as and when is required. Okay, so it could be uh, document images. It could be uh, you know in the context of uh, now voice recordings. Uh, video clips, etc., uh, uh, which are collected as part of new business uh, uh, policy servicing, policy servicing or claims processes. But so I am assuming that you know BPM encompasses encompasses all these. 
but even if content uh, management and imaging are not part of it, uh, certainly intelligent automation includes uh, business process management, uh, then RPA and uh, artificial intelligence. Okay, so mm -hmm. these are the sort of three uh, components. Uh, what organizations can do is, of course, identify a, a, a player who has a fairly matured, uh, you know, set of technologies, these three technologies, and then, you know, keep on replacing them as and when they need it. So they, they, may, they may initially bring in uh, the RPA and, uh, uh, you know, artificially AI, and then at a later point in time, you know, start replacing uh, uh, their existing BPM with the new BPM uh, as and when it is uh, required and is necessary. Okay. So that is what uh, yeah. uh, can be done. Now from... I agree. Uh, yeah. You captured it very beautifully. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, you know, uh, the last point is, you know, the drivers. Okay. In the past, the business drivers have been primarily... Uh, process visibility okay so organizations with uh, you know uh, digital transformation of uh, processes organizations could uh, you know could have the visibility on the processes uh, you know what are the turnaround times what is the throughput etc and then you know whenever uh, they were below the benchmark targeted benchmark mm. then organizations could intervene and you know sort of uh, 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 you know, make sure that corrective actions were taken. So that was one uh, uh, driver. Productivity uh, was another driver. Uh, from a RPA perspective, okay, uh, I've seen that you know many organizations look at you know automation of uh, one or two activities and say that oh, it is not saving enough costs or it is not uh, adding enough productivity, and hence uh, you know. Uh, RPA may not be useful. So, hmm. what what would be your advice to the companies, you know, particularly uh, when they adopt uh, RPA? See, uh, to be frank, I mean, process has to be seen as an end-to-end, -end, uh, you know, question, not just as from one task perspective. So that's where you know the challenge arises. We can automate one task, but before that task and after the task, if we keep the things the same, then obviously the end result with regard to the customer, with regard to the um, other stakeholders doesn't change, right? I mean, I, if, if my process takes, say, two days today, uh, you know, currently, and I automate, say, uh, you know, issuance or, uh, or, or completion of the policy, right? doesn't matter. I mean, that 90% of the work still continues the same way. 10% I have converted into, say, 1% in terms of the timeline and accuracy, etc. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, become a huge change. And hence, the uh, operations head may not see the benefit completely. That is one. And the, the second part is, uh, frankly speaking, the operations scope keeps on increasing on a day-to-day -day basis. There are a lot of ad hoc demands that are coming up in the financial services, at least businesses as okay. I see it, uh, you know, every day, the customer servicing requirement changes, the processing requirement changes, the controls requirement change, the, uh, you know, risk mitigation uh, requirements change. I mean, there's so much that's happening. And so 
you, you are seeing that more work is getting generated, but you are not, I mean, the, the corresponding cost or the corresponding delays are not happening. They are, they are getting controlled by the uh, bots that have been put in. Okay. So the bots are giving benefits to some extent, but when your picture itself is bigger, okay, and this is only a small portion of it, you're obviously not going to see a complete solution, a complete, uh, you know, uh, benefit. It is going to be very, very marginal at the moment because you're, you're, you're measuring something else and you're putting in something else. So, so to that extent, I believe that, you know, people have to be very careful when they try to see whether RPA is successful or not. Uh, you know, uh, otherwise, yes, you know, RPA by itself as a concept, it works, but you have to, you know, take an end-to-end -end process to say that I can measure a benefit. The problem is you, you are not able to deploy RPA that way because your processes may not be completely defined. You may have some other challenges with some integrations. Uh, you know, some applications may not be able to run that way. Now, just I'll give you an example. If, if suppose there is an RPA okay, available. But if your core system runs only, say, it is no SaaS. It runs a batch job of, say, six hours, eight hours. Then obviously, the RPA cannot run 24 by 7. True. Okay. It's just one example. It's just one example of that. Okay. So I'm saying that let's identify the bottlenecks with regard to deriving benefits from the RPA and resolve them as well. There's no point in saying RPA works or does not work. The question is, are we able to deploy it throughout and get a full benefit? True. 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 So RPA is going to be a strategic uh, investment initially. Uh, you know the payback on. You know the initial automation activities uh, may seem to be higher, or uh, you know, but eventually uh, organizations would see uh, the benefit. Yeah, yeah, and I do uh, believe that even the benefits in terms of accuracy, timeliness of processes exactly, exactly. are also good ones. Okay. Good point. So there are some non-financial uh, you know, parameters uh, which can definitely uh, uh, give an edge uh, to, to, to a business. Good. So I think overall, uh, you know, we've covered uh, process automation both, uh, both from the conventional process automation te technologies as well as uh, the modern tech which is coming in the form of uh, uh, the advent in integration technologies, uh, robotics process automation and uh, AIML. Uh, uh, I think it is fair to say that, uh, you know, while bulk of uh, uh, the, the technology is more of uh, more or less uh, in a mature phase of its own uh, mature phase of its uh, development uh, or its own evolution uh, but adoption perspective uh, you know uh, uh, while the basic fundamental bpm uh, uh, you know layer is 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 stable uh, rpa is also now you know is getting adopted with but rpa and uh, ai uh, rpa particularly rpa particularly driven by artificial intelligence uh, is uh, is still uh, in the early adoption phase rather than even I would uh, say growth or um, uh, definitely not maturity phase. Uh, 
Uh, is that uh, assessment fair? In your opinion? Yeah, adoption, I think, is, uh, I mean, is uh, in the initial phases. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I do not see it being fully adopted in, uh, you know, in operations shops uh, or in even servicing shops, I should say. So there are various challenges, I mean, from the process angle, from other, uh, you know, controls angles or whatever, but uh, it should, it should improve in the next uh, year or two, 12 to 15 months, there should be much bigger uh, improvements. Okay, fine. So, uh, you know, with this, we conclude our discussion uh, today on uh, the uh, process automation or intelligent automation uh, technologies. And of course, uh, in uh, next few sessions, we will cover, uh, you know, other technologies. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Guru, and uh, hope you all to see uh, next time. Thank you. This concludes the discussion on intelligent process automation, part of the series on Technology Trends 2023. Thank you for joining. Please like and share this episode if you like this podcast. Please subscribe the channel.